You're welcome to KCLR Live. We are out and about. We're getting soaked. We're out at Clara GA Club for the uh, Cool Camp, the end of the week and the Cool Camp. Loads of kids here. We'll be chatting to some of them later on. Give us a big cheer, everybody. Ah, oh, go on. Give us a big cheer. No, is nobody going to give us a cheer? The rain getting small, John. They're all soaking wet standing out here in the rain. Nobody going to give us a cheer. On the One, two, three. Go on. They are actually here. You might not believe it, but they are actually here. Oh, back inside the warmth of the uh, OB unit. We've got lots to come this morning. In a few moments' time, around about 20 past 10, we'll be speaking to Donna Byrne. She's the assistant manager at McDonough Junction Shopping Centre. You might not think it today, but she'll be giving us maybe some summer fashion tips as well, uh, which could be raincoats and umbrellas based on the weather we're experiencing today. But they've also started putting up the decorations uh, to mark uh, the All-Ireland Championship final coming next week. Um, two people joining us from Kilkenny Lions Club. Mary Kennedy has just been elected the president of the club and we'll also be joined by the PRO um, from Kilkenny Lions Club, Philip O'Neill they'll be with us uh, around about 20 to 11 this morning, we have our Friday panel we have competitions to do and lots more besides, and talking about competitions, it's Friday last week for the first time we did the search for Carlo and Kilkenny's most positive pets um, animals, they just melt your heart don't they well most of the time when they're not annoying you or chewing on the sofa's arms um, and we want to know who are the pets in your life that bring you the most positivity um, on the uh, shout out what we're looking for you to do is to text or whatsapp us, um, you have to whatsapp us actually you can't text us a photograph, whatsapp us a photograph of your favourite furry friend if you do um, and we will then pick out our favourite furry friend from your favourite furry friends and the winner will pick up a 50 euro all for one voucher it's all brought to you in association with Oakland's Veterinary Surgery offering top quality care for your pets in Carlow and surrounding counties for over 25 years. John Keane is back in studio, we leave it to John to enjoy all those photographs coming in but do WhatsApp them into us 083 306 9696 and we'll pick a winner for that 50 euro all for one voucher before we're off air at 12 o'clock now we're joined in the outside broadcast unit here at Clara GA Club by one of the men, one of the men, one of the people responsible for keeping track on track on all of the kids that have been here this week. Uh, Philly Campion, thank you very much for joining us. How's the week been going so far? Very good, yeah. Um, I suppose the Monday we had a small bit of weather like today, but that didn't didn't put any of the kids off at all. Uh, we got up and running. Um, again, you can see outside the. They're they're fairly hardened here. They're they're going to enjoy the cool camp no matter what they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. other than that, then weather perfect enjoyment is 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 huge. Coaching is good. Um, so I think they're enjoying it so far. And just give us an idea. I mean, we all know how big GA is across the country, particularly in Kilkenny. Um, but cool camps—they're—they're they're sort of law to themselves. Yeah. There's a massive take up in cool camps. Oh, how many kids have we got here this week? So today we're averaging about two sixty a week. Again, there's more on the system that being registered. Um, but again, they're kind of coming and going between holidays and stuff. You know yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on, on average, we're getting about over two hundred mark and most for camps. So again, they're running for the next four or for four weeks. Uh, this is the second week of it, uh, on for another two weeks then, so yeah, there's huge uptake, it's probably the, the highlight of the summer for the kids, um, once they finish school, we're straight into cool camps, which is massive, you'll see the, 
the jerseys and stuff like that going around for the for the next couple of months <laughs> and even into the, the school year. So well, I always think I always think it's great value. I mean, when you look at the camps and and the costs uh, involved in keeping kids entertained yeah. during the summer, it's an expensive thing for parents to do. But at least I feel with the cool camps that with the bits and pieces they get with the jerseys or the backpacks or whatever it is, exactly. there's great value in them. And so many of them um, know so many other children that are involved in the clubs. It's a home from home. That's what the GA oh, is all about. Oh, it's massive. Like even just to touch on that, like you're looking at a uh, Clara here today. Like, but it's not just Clara we have. Yeah. Like we have clubs there, like Bar Rangers. We have Young Ireland's coming in. You have all Lachlan's are coming in. James Stevens. Like it's it's covering a lot of clubs. And the nice about that is they're coming in. They're making friends with these kids that are coming in on the camp that they will be playing in the future. Yeah. So you only play your blitz or you play your match. You're seeing the people that you're on the camp with. Um, and again, just the, the likes of the jerseys and the, even the backpack, I think, is a good thing to set them up for the, the September return to school. I know it's early to be saying it, but it's, it's good to have it in the, in the press and ready to rock and roll, so it is. So tell me about the age groups that we've got here today. Yeah, so we start off, there's under six groups there, but boys and girls, and it goes the whole way up to, to under 13, so it does. Um, again, you have the 13s. A few of them will be thereabouts because they're at that age where they're not sure in the camps and stuff like that, but yeah. there is a good uptake to it. Um, then especially your biggest numbers then are probably in towards that, that 8, 9, 10 section. That's where the, the majority of the numbers will be, so it is. And would you get many children that would enrol in a cool camp that might not actually be playing in a club or playing with a club? Um, I'm sure the vast majority of them are, but is this a good starting point also for children that maybe aren't enrolled in a club yet? Oh, it is, yeah. Um, it's, yeah like when you come out here, you're playing a lot of games as well as playing just the hurling and the, the football and stuff like that. So it, it's a good introduction to any of them. That might be a small bit iffy. You get a good week of practicing the skills. You get to develop your skills. You get to play little tag games, chasing games. Again, it's all about just even movement and stuff like that. And we find that a lot of those kind of games is what brings the kids into the, the GEA clubs around the, the county. So it is. Do you enjoy the fun of it and the and the, uh, the making of the friends? Yeah. Um, in terms of the coaching that they get, I mean, yourself, Nathan, I know is here as well. There's, there's a whole team of coaches behind Yeah, so the, the full-time staff and Kenny done done tremendous work trying to recruit the, the staff this year and then you'll see there's coaches there they're made up of maybe is it from anyone from 18 up um, particularly we have uh, post-primary we have college students and stuff there's even some people that are probably taking a week off the, the likes of the farms and stuff like that to do their local <laughs> cool camp and look if we don't have those on the ground we can't run a successful cool camp and we can't get the coaching that we need to get into our kids as well on the camps to, to let them enjoy it as well so to be fair to the coaches last week this week especially with the weather and stuff like that they've been a tremendous job so there and again like the training would have been provided by by the county board then as well inside Nolan Park and stuff like that so yeah I mean it is a big challenge I mean looking after little ones is, uh, is always a big big challenge you can see them all waving at us there as they're arriving they've got their hoods up um, a lot of them wearing the black and amber of course at the moment some of them have face paint on they're all giving us thumbs up and stuff like that as well um, a bit of a excitement today it's Friday I mean you know I'm sure they enjoy the camps but there's always probably a little bit more giddiness in them on a Friday oh. when it's the end of the week <laughs> yeah you can see it you see there on the Monday they're all kind of coming in after getting up early out of bed and it's a little bit slow to start but as the week goes on you can see them starting to even come out with their own shells and even that might be that little bit shyer and stuff like that but yeah Friday is usually when the, the fun really starts they might do their own little internal blitzes in their groups and stuff like that so yeah. hopefully says you'll get out and they'll get a few of those blitzes done as well today and would you see would you see certain kids maybe enroll in the camp here or maybe they'd be in Hilltown or Thomastown or something like that next week in, or, or yeah, the next like three so or four weeks you'd have a lot of them maybe Kieran's was on there last week in, in town so a few of them might have done the Kieran's one last week and now they're back out maybe today just to, to do another one and said that's just down to the love of the GA and love of the game as well um, you have a few people in that will go to a few other ones around the county as well so they will
The other thing that always makes me laugh is when we're at camps like this are the parents. Because you see the parents uh, arriving in, what are we, three, four weeks into the summer holidays now. Parents have had enough, I think <laughs> is the best way to describe it, three weeks into the summer holidays. The parents arrive in, drop them off, and they go skipping out the gate then, don't they? <laughs> I don't do, but look, again, like once some of the kids come in, they necessarily don't want to see the parents coming in with them. Like, you know, that bit of an embarrassment is still there, but I know, look. I say the, the parents are entitled to a bit of downtime then as well and they know once they come in the gates here they're in safe hands and they're, they're well looked after and they're, they're busy improving their skills so I think it's kind of a bit of a relief that they know where they are and stuff like that as well you know yeah and, and tem- what does the day look like in terms of how, how the day is actually broken down what will they start with now this morning yeah so we kind of break roughly for 10 minutes every hour but in that hour that they have we usually start off with a little warm up game so that's alluding back to the fun game that we would have talked about earlier on to get any of the players that are that bit iffy about maybe playing the sport involved then they're going to kind of maybe a skill improvement kind of section where they'll, they'll look at maybe one skill in particular for that hour and then they go into a small little little small game now that might necessarily be an actual match but it might be just a little possession game or a bit yeah, of shooting yeah. or it might even be a little fun game as um crossbar challenge is one of the, the main highlights here as well like <laughs> whether it's in a hurl or a football how are you you any handy at the crossbar challenge oh, I, try, I try to stay away from that i'll only embarrass myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes yeah same here it's a, it's great it's a great it's a great initiative it runs right across the country of course it's um it's there must be a lot of excitement around about kilkenny in next weekend yeah. Yeah, and I suppose maybe today is probably the, the start of it now with the black and amber we're trying to get the, the enthusiasm up and, and, and stuff like that but already there's people talking about the, the game there's a lot of them looking to go already here just talking to them yesterday when we were going around how many times this week have you been asked by some fella who's <laughs> 10, 11 or 12 uh, you must know somebody who's got tickets <laughs> oh, well, it's not too bad at the minute but I tell you from one day on now you'll see you'll see a lot of people kind of looking here and there but as I said we'll be, we'll be all kind of looking for them I think well Philly I'm going to keep your phone busy for the next couple of days because I've heard a little rumour that you've got five or six tickets floating around <laughs> I wish I wish I had them <laughs> yeah so does everybody else well listen Philly uh, Campion appreciate you joining us it's going to be a busy busy day ahead we'll have a chat with some of the other coaches we'll have a chat with some of the kids and uh, we'll be right here at Clara um, for the cool camp right throughout the day they're all coming in already um, as soon as they've got their gear out you can see them the rain doesn't bother them at no. all Philly does it no. ah, look they're all well wrapped up there the jackets are out there they're just mad to get going there now with the minutes so they are well so Philly we'll we let you head off and we'll let you get ready to start the camp that's Philly no, Campion uh, one of the coaches one of the many coaches here at the Clara Kill camps today we're here right the way through until 12 o'clock uh, as I said we've got lots more to do do keep those entries coming in 083 306 9696 for our positive pets we also haven't forgotten about our VWID sound the mystery sound competition we'll do that for you a little bit later on but sporting wise there's more than just the All-Ireland final coming up next week because uh, I think Ireland are playing a warm-up game in the Women's World Cup today taking on Colombia behind closed doors Vera Pau and the girls preparing um, for the start of that World Cup tournament that's going to be big news over the next couple of weeks as well and as has always been the case over the years when the men have attended the World Cup we've had a World Cup song no different for the women uh, the official World Cup song for the Ireland's women's soccer team this year is called Come On Ireland and sure we might as well have a little play of that and celebrate all things sports today
Taking on the world against the odds, against the tide. All our daughters making us proud. Sonia Sullivan, Kelly H, Rashida Adelaide taking the stage. Rovers, riders, runners, swimmers. Leona, the golfer, rugby and cricket. There's no stopping the girls on the ticket. There's no stopping the girls on the ticket. The new song celebrating the Ireland's women's soccer team. It's by Shrazy, but if you don't recognise them so much, I'm sure there was a voice in the middle of it that you did recognise our own president, Michael D. Higgins. Was he rapping? Is that technically what he was doing? He was busting a tune there in the middle of that song, writing the Women's World Cup. We're out and about at Clara GA Club for the Kill Camps. We've got lots more of the kids to talk to, but people texting shout-outs. They've got plans for the weekend. It says, Hi, Brian. Could you wish Ben Savage and Niall Hayden the best of luck going on a stag to Newcastle? the weekend yeah best of luck lads enjoy it and have a great time and also could you give a huge shout out to brendan fenlon uh, sorry brandon fenlon he's off to australia uh, for the year hope you have a great time and please come back to us please come back says uh, maggie sill and all the lads in greg namana keep those texts and whatsapps coming in 083 306 9696 and don't forget we're giving away another 50 euro all for one voucher today as part of our positive pets campaign we want to see your photographs of your beautiful furry friends and um, all thanks to the good people in Oakland's veterinary surgery do keep them coming in and we'll pick a winner for that voucher before the end of the show we're going to take a short break after which we'll give you the first listen to the mystery sounds this morning KCL or live with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlo with a fantastic range of shops food outlets and a state-of-the-art IMC cinema see fairgreen.ie 
to Casey Alive, live from Clara GA Club. All the children, or most of them at least, have arrived. They've all dropped off their bags and they're itching to get on the pitches to get their training done. We'll be chatting to some of the children a little bit later on this morning. Um, but we've got time to do our VWID sound, the mystery sound we've been asking you to identify. Um, we're going to have a little listen to that in just a second. The Volkswagen ID Sound on KCLR. With thanks to the ID range of electric vehicles at Lahartz Volkswagen Kilkenny. Visit lahartz.ie. So, all week long, we. There it is. <laughs> Sorry. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll get John to play that in just one moment's time again because uh, it's only fair that we give you a nice, clean listen to it. It's a difficult one. We've been playing it for the last two weeks now. It's worth 200 euros. If it's not one today, it'll go up on Monday to three. Euros. We haven't given you a clue yet. We didn't give you a clue the last time around until it reached 400 euros. But there were people getting a lot closer to it yesterday. Ears open. Have a little listen. There it is. We've played it twice for you. Oh. Yeah, Ken McGuire sitting beside me now is looking very inquisitively left and right. He's gone to the imaginative side of his brain trying to work out what that might be. But if you can work out what it is, text us or WhatsApp us at 083. 306-9696. Include your name, get your guesses in, and if somebody gets it right between now and 12 o'clock, that will be worth 200 euros. The Volkswagen ID Sound on KCLR. With thanks to the ID range of electric vehicles at Lahartz Volkswagen Kilkenny. Visit lahartz.ie. Now, everywhere is going black and amber in Kilkenny this week and next week. We all know why. And one of the most uh, iconic destinations in Kilkenny is, of course, uh, McDonough Junction Shopping Centre. And joining us on the phone now is Donna Byrne. She's the assistant manager there. Good morning, Donna, and welcome to KCLR Live. Good morning. Thanks very much for having us. Well, listen, I mean, it's not feeling very summery down here at Clarence, but it's warm. It's pleasant in that regard, but it's windy and absolutely lashing it down. How's the summer, if you want to call it that, going so far up at McDonough Junction? Well, it might be a little bit miserable and the weather needs to catch up to the summer vibes, but um, the atmosphere around here is very summery and it's great to see. We've got loads of tourists around. The vibe is really, really positive. Everyone is in great humour and obviously gearing up now for the match next week. So it's a fantastic humour all around and it's great to see. And have you got all the decorations up yet, Donna? I, I was told you were already putting them up during the week. All black and amber so far, or still a bit more to do? Well, we're all decked out, so we have our banners up in Workhouse Square and out the front, but I think every day a little bit more is getting added. There's more <laughs> flags, more banners going up um, as every day goes by. So, look, it's looking really festive, and look, it's great to show our support to the team and get behind them. So, I'd say now, over the next few days, you're going to see all the more jerseys popping up, and um, we just, we're just really looking forward to the match, so it's going to be a great day. Well, listen, a little birdie told me that uh, you might have some sort of competition going on up there next week. You've got a bit of a pre-match giveaway. Um, can you give away anything about that, Donna? Can you tell us what it might be? Yeah, so it's all in the pipeworks at the moment, and it's not fully finalised, but um, the Saturday before the match, we just really want to give back and get into the positive spirit and atmosphere before the big game so what we're going to do is we have a massive drum here on the mall and we're going to fill it with black and amber balloons so anyone who pops along to us um, and purchases a gift card at the customer service desk they are going to be able to pick out one of the black and amber balloons and pop it and in all the balloons there's going to be a prize so it'll range from um, a cup of coffee in Starbucks or the pantry 
um, or Costa Coffee up to a 200 euro gift card to be spent in any of our stores. So anyone who's coming along, if they happen to buy a gift card or if they just happen to be doing their shopping, you may as well buy a gift card that you're going to be spending on your shopping anyway and you could walk away with a bonus prize. You see, that's very clever. I never thought of that. So actually, if you're planning on going up and spending 50, 60, 70, 80 euros anyway, don't spend it in cash. Go along, buy a gift card for that amount, spend the gift card to get what you want, and you'll also be getting an opportunity to pop one of those black and amber balloons. I like people like you, Donna, who have little angles and little workarounds on things. Yeah, Great idea. It's all about work smart, not hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't do either most of the time, to be quite honest with you, but there you go. Uh, I mean, as you said, a huge amount of tourists up there at the moment, with the weather not being as great as we would love it to be at this time of year, uh, it, it's probably pulling a lot of shoppers in from the likes of High Street and stuff like that into the shopping centre, is it? Yeah, it is indeed. Look, we are quite fortunate um, with the wonderful space that we have here and it does bode well for us in the bad weather. Like this morning there, it's so lovely to see. We had a group of 15 tourists in there from um, New Zealand who were coming to take the Kilkenny Famine Experience Tour. Because it's a free tour, um, people are engaging with it really, really well. We've had over 10,000 people take the tour since its inception. So it's so lovely to see and meet visitors from all over the world, hear their stories, their links to Ireland, and whether they're first-time visitors to Kilkenny or returning visitors, um, we get to talk to them about the highlights of the city and what exactly Kilkenny has to offer. So it's really, it's a really lovely aspect of the job. I mean, the, the, the whole family experience is a huge tourist attraction to the southeast in particular, whether they're heading down towards uh, New Ross to go on the famine ship um, or, or going down to, for example, the Kennedy Memorial Park and places like that. Um, Kilkenny's part of that part of Irish history is key, and mm -hmm. having that famine experience must be a nice little attraction in terms of pulling people up to the medieval city. Oh, 100%. And I think especially because we're a shopping centre, it's a great juxtaposition. You don't expect um, a site like ours to have such a rich and a vibrant history. And what we always think is we're guardians of this space. So although we're a shopping centre, we feel like it's our duty to tell the story of the people who came here before us. And that's what we get to do each and every day. So it's just another little aspect that we get to add to our um, retail offering as well. And it goes down really, really well. We have, you know, students from primary school up to senior citizen groups, people from all across the world who come and experience the tour and get to take away a little bit of the Kilkenny history. And you also get involved in a lot of the local sort of more modern uh, initiatives that take place. For example, Arts Week is coming up. And um, what have you got planned for Arts Week? Yeah, so um, every year now, with the last number of years, with the AKA Fringe Festival, we have teamed up with Kilkenny Photographic Society to come in for two weeks. So this, well, for nine days. So this year they're showcasing from the 11th to the 20th of August. So they'll have a big um, exhibition. I think it's over 30 photographers which will be showcasing their works on the mall. As I said, it's a free exhibition. So it's really fantastic to see the high level of um, works that are put on display. These um, photographers, they're winning awards all across the country. So it's amazing to showcase it in such an open space and make it accessible to people who may not normally go to a museum or something like that to view one of these exhibitions. It's open to all the public to experience. Well, as always, in McDonough Junction offering so much to so many um, right throughout the year. Um, it's a shell of slashing rain, but I suppose it's good for business. Last question that I'm sort of going to ask everybody this morning. Donna, have you got any tickets for the match? 
Unfortunately, not yet, but fingers crossed. <laughs> That's everybody's been a bit sort of uh, suspicious when I asked them that question. They're saying, <laughs> nobody, I don't think it's going to be anybody from Kilkenny and Crow Park next week. Um, by the judging by what they're all saying, nobody's got any tickets for the match. But Donna Byrne, assistant manager at McDonough Junction Shopping Centre, uh, thank you very much for joining us this morning on Casey Law Live. Thanks a million. Have a great day. Yeah, well, thank you very much, Donna. We've been joined now in our outside broadcast unit here at Clara GA Club by Carmel Kenny. Carmel is Kilkenny's GA Health and Wellbeing. We should committee member with the Health and Wellbeing Committee. Uh, you're looking very well yourself, might I say? Thanks very much. My, there's nothing wrong with my well-being, and I'm the chair. Of the, I'm chair of the well-being committee, but I'm actually from Clara. I'm a former chairperson of Clara. I was the first female chairperson of a, of a GA club in Kilkenny. And can I let our listeners in on a little secret? Huh. When I asked Donna that question a moment <laughs> ago about had she got any tickets, Carmel had her hands up in the air, pointing at herself. I presume that meant you have got tickets. Well, I'm I'm also married to the chairman of the county board, so if I couldn't have tickets now, I'm afraid. Like, do you know? I mean, I, I'm like, if I wasn't involved in the J, I'd be at home a lot of nights on my own. Shall I put it that way? <laughs> Ken, so. don't let this lady out of here before we, we, we shake her down to see um, how many tickets she might have in her pockets. But uh, health and well-being, obviously, it's a huge part of society at large, and you know, with the G being a huge part of society at large it's a natural fit that these two things come together. It is like and I suppose originally when health and well-being was mentioned a lot of GA clubs said oh here what the what the what is this about but I suppose being a healthy club here in Clara we were on the second phase and we're on phase five of healthy club now around the country and a new phase is opening again in October and basically you do things to help your members that are not GA players as such yeah. you know to help your members like I remember when we were organising Pilates and stuff here one member texted me one time and said it's nice that the GA club is now organising something for me. Yeah. So it is about that, bringing in the community and making us all aware of health and well-being. And, you know, like in January and February, March this year, we did 10 drugs talks around the country, around the county, I mean, um, in 10 different clubs. And we had like the Gardaí and we had Connor Harris, who's a footballer from Kildare, who was a former drug, had a former drug problem. And he spoke about what um, what his life was like with drugs and that. And we also had um, Kenny, um, Kenny Egan came here to Clara as well yeah, to speak about Africa. it. So, like, we, you know, and that's the first phase. We're hoping to go again in October, November. Obviously, now, at this time of the year, there's no point in organising talks because it's hurling on, and, you know, that's the business end of things. But um, I suppose, and now that it's quiet for us, last year we did it the first time, but we organised a fund for a KK walk. Last year was a virtual walk for to raise money for the All-Ireland. So... Um, you can do. You, we have a, an actual walk this year, next Friday night, in Dunmore from four to eight, so families can drop in. And I suppose this is the family opportunity to try and support the the GA fundraising for the for the All Ireland, because you know it costs a lot of money to get to All Ireland, and it's fantastic to be there. And we'd love to be fundraising every year, so you know. But um, so we have the phone on, and basically there's a QR code that's up on all our social media. You scan that, you go, it brings you to I donate, and you can donate ten euros, but to, to get in the draw, you need to donate twenty euros. So and we have fabulous prizes. We've got two stand tickets. Ah, there you go. I knew there was tickets See? floating around somewhere. <laughs> I knew it. So there, that's your chance now, Ryan. Um, but uh, for, for the kids and the best prize, we did this last year. We had 10 family breakfasts. So um, this year we've decided it's on the 27th of August because last year some families couldn't come because they were on holidays in August. And this, I reckon, I, I'm a teacher myself, so I'm getting ready to go back to school. So, you know, families will be around. And they get to come into Nolan Park. Um, we get have breakfast with some of the players. We, they get a tour in Nolan Park. And then they get a puck around. So they bring their hurling helmet with them. And they go and puck around in the pitch for a half an hour to course depending on the day and the weather um, so that's the end of the month so that's we've 20 of those so 20 families then we've got a signed jersey and a signed hurl and then some of the businesses around Kilkenny have been really supportive as well because we're trying to pitch this as a family 
event. So we've got a voucher for the K-Bowl for an hour's bowling. Eddie Rockets have given us €25. Euros. The Reptiles, they were giving us a family pass. Um, Nor Valley Farm are giving us family pass. We're getting um, stuff from McDonald's. The PlayStation are giving us a pass and Kiltorkin have given us a voucher. Yeah. So we're trying to aim it like that. It's something, not just give them a fiver because we want the family to kind of benefit from it. So that's what we've been going to the business and saying, look, we want like something that the whole family could participate in and, you know, that they'd get the value out of it. So. This is the thing. I mean, uh, it's been a pleasure being down here for the last few years working in Kilkenny and, and getting to experience it. And as a dub, of course, you know, the uh, GA is massive up there as well as is in every county in the country. And the, the hurling may not quite as strong. But this is the thing about um, Kilkenny and its connections with the GAA. It's so expansive. It's the businesses. It's the people in the community. It's people in the community of all ages, along with the county board and all of the committees that run the various clubs around Kilkenny. Um, it really is the heart of the county. It is, and like like that, we have we've we've nobody full time paid to, to run things. Like other counties have a full time person in their office or whatever. Like so, all of all of our our work is done on a voluntary basis. So it's people giving up their time to. Um, Oh, I forgot the Discovery Park. I have to get a text. The Discovery Park, I haven't written down, the Discovery Park has also given us two vouchers. Sorry, Castlecomber Discovery Park, for an octagon walk and a sky, a sky walk. So um, it's a good job Carolyn is listening outside. Bill, to text me. And apologies. But, uh, yeah, so those are the kind of things. So, look, it is. It is the part of the community. It is, you know... In lots of communities there's nothing else except the GA and it does pull people together and divide people at times as well, don't you know yourself? But uh, you know it is a fantastic organisation to be involved in. Well Carmel, Kenny Kenny GA Health and Wellbeing Chair, I think was the official title. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us on KCL All Live and keep an eye on her because she has got tickets for the All Ireland Championship. Anyway, uh, we much. won't keep going on about that. Carmel, thanks for joining us this morning on uh, KCL All Live. We're gonna take a short break after which we'll be talking Lions Club. KCL or live with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlo, helping you step out of the sweatpants and into style. See fairgreen.ie. You're welcome back to KCLR Live, live from Clara GA Club this morning. They're out, the players are out on the pitch, they're warming up, they're running around, they're getting ready for all of the fun of the day ahead here at the Kill Camp. Hurls and camogie sticks in hand, all ready to go. Uh, we'll be chatting to some of those children a little bit later on, but of course they have no interest in speaking to us first because there's a slitter and a hurl on the pitch, so why would they want to talk to us? Uh, but a few people who are were happy to, I think, presume, hope to talk to us, um, Live from the outside broadcast unit here at Clara, I'm joined by Mary Kennedy, the newly elected president of Kilkenny Lions Club, and Philip O'Neill, uh, the PRO, also from Kilkenny Lions Club. You're very welcome. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks very much. It's Mary, not Mary. Mary, apologies, Mary. <laughs> Thank um, you. So you've won the recent election to become the new president of the Lions Club. Yes, I'm the president <laughs> for, the line, for Kilkenny Lions Club for the forthcoming year 2023-2024 so it's a great privilege that, that um, the members of Kilkenny Lions Club have given me to um, be their president for the forthcoming year. And the outcome for Carmel Slater wished you a very successful year ahead oh, yes, big shoes to fill? Carmel, yeah, Carmel had an extremely successful year um, as the president. She took over in July last year and had uh, was took the lead on a number of lines initiatives from our duck race which unfortunately had to be postponed from the October bank holiday weekend to St Patrick's Day and then she led out on a very successful Christmas hamper um, uh, appeal and auction and then uh, led on the um, I suppose worked with Mayor David, the previous Mayor David Fitzgerald, mm. in relation to the very successful table quiz that was held in the New Park Hotel in March. And um, so I suppose during last year, we 
allocated a significant amount of funds to a lot of the community and voluntary organisations in around Kilkenny City and County and I would hope this year that we'll be in a similar position where we'll be leading out on the Christmas hamper appeal at the beginning of October. So hopefully uh, Brian Cody, who has been a huge supporter of Lions, will be in a position to launch the Christmas hamper appeal with um, the Mayor, Joe Malone, in, in in, at the beginning of October. So then we will be having um, the farm auction with, uh, or the, the Christmas hamper That's appeal right, yeah, and the associate well. action with yourselves, mm. which we're totally reliant on you and your colleagues in KCLR and also our colleagues in the Kilkenny people who we couldn't run the auction without um, the valuable support that we get from both of yourselves as well as the other members of the Lions because there's a considerable amount of work that's involved in organising the Christmas Hamper Appeal. Um, so we're going to be very busy really from September onwards with the Christmas um, appeal. The Christmas hamper appeal and the various different auctions to go around, they've become sort of an integral part of KCLR's, you know, December into Christmas uh, schedule. I mean, when we're planning in September um, for Christmas, it's like, well, put the Lions Club down for those dates. It's, it's, it's great to have it on air and it's great to see that it actually works for you guys. Um, huge success. And of course, Matt O'Keefe does the farm auction then as well. It just goes to show again the support that's out there for the initiatives that are run by the Lions Club. Yes, because it's very much, it's totally voluntary based and all the funds that are collected um, are allocated to um, with the, our partners at St Vincent de Paul and the other organisations. There's no administration, you know, and there's apps, all the, any, any funding that's collected goes back out immediately. So we're hopefully having some a funds allocation night, probably the end of October, the beginning of November, because we have some small funds that we still have from the various initiatives that we ran earlier this year. Uh, we had a very successful golf classic and, as I said, the table quiz and the other initiatives. I mean, we're also joined in the outside broadcast unit by a gentleman I've had a chance to uh, to chat to before. Philip O'Neill is the PRO of Kilkenny Lions Club. Um, thanks for joining us again this morning. I mean, the funds raised, as he said, allow the Lions Club to provide such valuable assistance. Uh, but you've also said that the current economic climate, there's an increased need to look at the most vulnerable in society. Yeah, well, Brian, when you look at it, um, a significant amount of money at Christmas uh, we give through food vouchers to the St. Vincent de Paul, Women's Animal Refuge Centre, the Meals on Wheels, um, Church of Ireland, um, Good Shepherd Centre. And there's an increasing need the whole time from these organisations uh, for funding of various sources. And like what we give definitely assists them. Mm. Um, in, in, in a crucial period like Christmas. Now, if you go then to the other organisations, we, we gave out um, money to a, a kind of funds to about 20 local organisations in the past year. And that helps them to do kind of capital works. They might get money from the government, uh, but they might need 10% local funding, and some of our, our funds helps that local funding. So it, it's not necessarily just the funding that the Lions Club provides to these organisations, it's the fact that that 10% may be the thing that opens the doors to the other 90%. Exactly. And it, 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 it gives them, I suppose, kind of the inspiration to actually go ahead and do it, because most of these organisations that we give money to are very, very much voluntary. And they need help from every source, whether it's the government, whether it's organisations like the Lions. And we're very lucky, really, 
because we've great support. Uh, Mary talked about the the Christmas auction on KCLR, like 200 businesses yeah. donate items. To donate it's over the biggest challenge we face when we're trying to schedule yeah. the auction. Yeah. It's like, how are we going to yeah. get all of this done? Like 250 items, uh, and that includes the farm auction with Matt O'Keefe mm. and George Candler, of course, being on the Matt oh, O'Keefe yeah, show. Yeah. They create an auction that's unbelievably... Well, if uh, if, if George Candler <laughs> had run an auction, none of us have any hope, no, to be quite no. honest with you. But if I give you just... <coughs> Just one figure, and I think it, it's kind of what, that we're very proud of. Over the last 20 years, we've distributed 800,000 mm. euro. Um, and in four years' time, we'll have um, close on one million distributed to over 100 local organisations in the city and county. And we're very proud of that because like, we're all voluntary. And as Mary said, every euro we collect, um, we, we give to the local community. And there's one other aspect. We also do um, uh, service projects in the community to help the community. And one of them, I don't know if Mary would like to talk about it, is, is the spectacle recycling scheme that we have at the moment through Specsavers and Ailish O'Hanlon. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that, that, that you know, wear glasses. They might decide to change for fashion reasons or maybe like me they've had something done they don't need them anymore and um, we recycled their uh, my little range of spectacles at home but those small things mary they do all add up don't they they make a huge difference and we've been particularly lucky in that some of our me our members were former are retired uh, from the teaching profession and they've also engaged with the school communities to assist us in re in collecting the spectacles so it and they go we send those through DHL to um, France where they're recycled for the I suppose for less developed countries so we're particularly lucky that we have a lot of support from the school community and we have a major schools concert which we run in St Canis's at Christmas which um, where all the from children from some of the primary schools really enjoy singing in um, St Canis's but I suppose one of the key things that we're and I would like to place an emphasis is, is the engagement and involvement of young people who have assisted us in our projects particularly those in transition year um, and I suppose one of the initiatives that uh, that we led out on was supporting some um, some young people with grinds, um, particularly after COVID, and some devices so that they could enhance their education. And uh, some of the members were invited back to one of the organisations where the young people gave us a presentation on the impact of the small bit of funding that we were able to provide, which enabled them to go to third level. So, I mean, there's a range of initiatives that we're, you know, that the funding that we're able to make a decision on. Um, is uh, you know it's targeted. It's it's very much uh, focused on small projects. We're not we our fund our the funding that we our support that we give to the organisations isn't um, part of their mainstream. It's to target specific um, projects, as Philip has said, non-capital expenditure. Yeah. Those small things are probably the things that people can't stretch to, but if they've got enough of those small little extra helps here or there, it does make a huge, huge difference. Mary, before I let you go, I know last year from speaking to Philip and some of the guys that they were very interested in trying to, as you've sort of suggested, encourage younger people to get involved with the Lions Club as well. Um, apart from the contacts that you make by being involved in the Lions Club, apart from the, the good that you do, it's a fabulous thing 
thing to have on a young person's CV as well, isn't it? It is, and we run the Youth Ambassador Programme, which will be running in September, and it's uh, where we look to young people who've contributed and par participated in their community, and we'll be an engaging, that will be one of our projects that will be starting off in November, to encourage young people to see what, what they can gain from giving back to society, and that's what Lions is about, is, you know, we serve, and you get what you give, and, uh, and uh, as you've said, within the lines you make friendships and connections and that's what also to encourage young people they can make uh, friendships uh, connections and I suppose to develop a, a wide range of networks and um, and develop resilience but I mean we've had fantastic support from the young people in the school communities uh, right across the city and county and I hope that will continue for us in the year ahead. Well, Mary, good luck on your year ahead as president. Philip, if I just come back to you for a moment, if anybody wants to find out how best to get in contact with the Lions Club, be it a young person looking to get involved in the fundraising, are you still open to organisations that might w need the services of the Lions oh, Club yeah. as well? Um, if I give you just the categories that we give money sure, yeah. or give funds to, now we have an allocation committee that looks at the, you know, the priorities when we get the applications in. First of all, uh, we have an email address info at kilkennylinesclub.ie okay. that's the actual if anyone wants to actually email in any submission or, or, or to contact us in any forum they're, they're quite welcome to do so but we, we have a number of categories where we distribute money kind of over the, the, the 12 months one is what Mary has gone into in detail young people as regards education the other is the elderly like we've given a lot to old yeah. folks' homes and the whole lot. Health is another area. And the other area, the other two, last two areas, special needs. We've given uh, a lot of money to special needs schools uh, as regards different capital projects, the whole lot. And the other is youth, like Austria Youth Club, different, different uh, youth clubs as regards them developing different projects to help the young people. So if anyone wants to um, contact us, we have that particular um, email address, info at kilkennylinesclub.ie. Well, Philip O'Neill, PRO of the Kilkenny Lions Club, thank you for joining us. And Mary Kennedy, uh, also thanks for coming down to see us. On a, on a sort of day that feels like Christmas is a lot closer than it actually is, um, you're very welcome to the outside broadcast unit here at Clara GA Club. Um, thank you thanks. once again for joining us. After the little break, we'll be um, telling you about what we've got lined up in the next hour because we've got some great guests, Minister Dara, o Dara Cleary. Um, he'll be joining us on the phone. We'll also have a Friday panel, which includes Mayor Joe Malone and Dermot Healy. All that coming your way after 11, but time for a short break. KCL or Live, with thanks to the Fairgreen Shopping Centre gift card, the perfect gift for all occasions. See fairgreen.ie. You're very welcome back to KCLR Live. Do keep your entries in for that 50 euro all for one voucher. Um, positive pets. We're looking to see photographs of your little furry friends. All with thanks to Oakland's veterinary surgery, offering top quality care for your pets in Carlow and indeed the surrounding counties for over 25 years. Check out Oaklands vets.ie do keep those texts and whatsapps coming in John Keane is back in studio I'm sure he's having a great little giggle to himself looking at all those fantastic photographs coming in we've got lots to do in the next era I'm looking forward to speaking to Minister Dara Kaliri he's from the Department of Enterprise and he visited the bronze site in Carlo yesterday looking forward to see what he thought of developments on that new newer 
um, inhabitation of the former bronze sites and um, producing sustainable homes sustainably. Um, he visited there yesterday and we're looking forward to getting his thoughts. That and lots more besides. We'll be chatting to some of the kids from Clara GA Club after the news at 11 as well. And to take us a little bit closer to the news at the minute, we're going to take a little piece of music. or live with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlo with a fantastic range of shops, food outlets and a state-of-the-art IMC cinema. See fairgreen.ie Good morning, you're ready. Welcome back to KCLR Live. We are out and about getting ready. The build-up for Kilkenny taking on Limerick in the All-Ireland Final on Sunday week. Um, we'll be going to visit lots of cool camps next week. Myself, John Keane, lots of the shows. We'll be hearing from all of the voices of people out and about enjoying the cool camps. And I'm out at uh, the cool camp in Clara. And I've dragged in three lads out of the rain. Ollie, Tom and Daniel, they've all joined us in here. Uh, you're very welcome along to KCLR Live, Ollie. Thanks. How are you feeling this morning, Tom? Good. You enjoying the camp, Daniel? Yes. Yeah, so listen, talk to me first of all about um, your love of GAA. Ollie, you've got a very busy summer ahead, but you're not actually from Clara as a club, sure you're not? No, I'm from Barra Rangers. And they let Barra Rangers lads come down here and play in Clara, do they? Yeah. Are there many of you down from Barra Rangers? Yeah, a good few. Yeah, so you're all hanging around together. Tom, you're, you're from the same club, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. And uh, you enjoying the cool camps? Yeah. What's your favourite thing about them? Um, when we play No Man's Land. When you play No Man's Land, I think that's that's how uh, Ollie ended up covered in muck. If 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 Ollie's parents are listening at home, you might need to bl- bring a blanket with you when you're collecting him because he's already muddy. Daniel, you enjoying the camp? Yes. What's your favourite thing about coming to kill camps? Uh, that we get to do a lot of sport. You get to do a lot of sport, and uh, how's it going so far? It's Friday. Is it sort of party day at the camp on Friday, or are the coaches even tougher with you on a Friday? Uh, I don't know. You don't know, you're not, you're not too sure. Listen, tell me about these presents, prizes that you've got. Um, Ollie, what's that? Um, it's, you take a picture and then they put it into a card. It's Cool Heroes. So these are like collector's cards. I mean, people will know the old Match Attacks cards, uh, but they're like Match Attacks cards for the GAA, really, aren't they? Yeah. And we, when we see them normally, we've got all the, the lads and the ladies from the senior teams, all the big famous stars, but they put your face on them, haven't they? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Where are you going to put that? In my bedroom. And it's got your club name on it as well. All three of them have them. Uh, Tom Staunton, cool keeper, yeah. Um, who's your favourite Kilkenny GA player? Uh, Owen Murphy. Had to be, really, didn't it? That was some save. Do you think you could have made that save in the semi-final that he pulled off in the closing minutes? No. Ah, do you not think so? No. How many, how many of your friends do you think you would have needed all standing on the goal line to pull off that save? Yeah, uh, good few. A good few, I'd say. Um, we've got lots of the kids. They're all out running about having um, fun, um, running around. They're mad. You're all a bit mad running around in that rain. Daniel, do you prefer the rain or do you prefer when it's dry? I prefer when it's dry. Do you? Why is that? Because well, when it's raining, we mostly have to stay under some shelter. And when it's dry, we get to run around and play more stuff. So it's more, you have to, have to sort of stay, stay dry a little bit. Well, lads, it's great to have you here. Um, you all looking forward to the final? Yeah. Who's going to win? Kilkenny. Who's going to win? Kilkenny. Who's going to win? 
Kilkenny. So nobody here thinks Limerick's going to win, no? No. No. Anybody going to the game? Uh, I think so. Ollie thinks so. Now, Ollie, um, who's at home in your house? Uh, my mother is. My father's working. Your father's working. What's their names? Uh, Moran Mert. And um, why is it that you think, did they, did they say to you that, that maybe we've got tickets and we'll be going, or are you just hoping you've got tickets? The club normally has tickets. So. All right, okay. Well, listen, if you're listening up in this club, um, they're hoping that you've all got tickets. Lads, thanks for joining us. Uh, good news, bad news. I don't know which way you'd prefer it, but you can run back out now and have a bit more fun in the cool camps. Great to chat to you, and make sure you keep those pictures safe. They look absolutely fabulous. More fun, more chats with more of the kids in the cool camps coming um, later on this morning. Uh, but now on some matters a little bit more serious, because yesterday Minister Derek Leary, um, Minister for uh, the Department of Enterprise, went and visited the new newer factory at the former bronze site in Carlow and to give us his thoughts he joins us on the phone now good morning to you Minister Cleary good morning Brian I'm, I'm very jealous of all that chat at cool camps and all that and coming from now <laughs> well it's, it's great to see it I mean we know, all know how important it is around the camp yeah. I think the kids the kids outlook on stuff I mean it's absolutely lashing rain here but it hasn't phased them at all but listen moving on to it how did you get on yesterday at your visit uh, to the new newer factory well, uh, Brian, we had a super day in Carlow yesterday. I was down with my colleague and good friend Jennifer and Renan O'Connor, uh, and it was, one, it was our first visit of a packed schedule. Uh, I'm genuinely, uh, I know Carlow well. I previously worked before I went into politics in Chambers of Commerce, uh, and I'm coming to Carlow Chamber for quite some time, and I always knew their determination to fill the Braun building. And to see it yesterday, uh, really gearing up and ramping up uh, towards 200 potential employees, and the entire building really taking on life again in manufacturing. That's absolutely fantastic. But also the work they're doing ticks all of our boxes at the moment in terms of sustainability, in terms of using digital, in terms of skills, uh, and obviously in terms of contributing from Carlo to resolving our housing uh, problem. So all in all, it was a great day. I want to thank the team at NUA. They are passionate about what they are doing there. Uh, they are passionate about Carlo, and one thing I would say, Brian, I was really impressed about the support that they got from the enterprise agencies, you know, Enterprise Ireland, Carlo Leo, Carlo County Council, uh, and I really got a sense that a metal came together to work for that project for Carlo, and it, it really speaks well of Carlo and, uh, and the togetherness in Carlo in terms of developing the county at the moment. Just one company, of course, doing fantastic work, and as you said, ticks so many of those boxes. But in general, economic statements—you know—the summer economic statement was particularly positive from the government. Um, how long do you expect that economic outlook to remain as positive as it is currently? So look, we're, we, we want to—we we keep working to keep it positive. It doesn't just happen by accident. It's happened because of a really vibrant enterprise sector. Um, and you know, I went on then uh, around yesterday. I went out to Bagelstown. We met the chamber there, small businesses, really ambitious about developing Bagnellstown. I've done a lot of meetings in my time in politics, but I never did a meeting on the bars as we went down a canal. And really thanks to everybody for the welcome in Bagnellstown. They have serious plans for developing enterprise there. And then I came back in and we met the IDA, along with Carlo Chamber and Jennifer, about the uh, advanced unit that has just been completed in Carlo. Um, IDA are very focused on getting a client for that unit to keep employment growing in the area, and Jennifer's keeping uh, my foot to the fire in relation to that. And then we had an absolutely brilliant session with the team at Carlow County Council at Carlow Local Enterprise Office, the Carlow Leo, 
some of their clients. Um, so in terms of what I picked up yesterday, Brian, you know, the determination in Cardo to build jobs, to build enterprise, that will keep our overall economic uh, project going and our economic success story going. And it is based on enterprise, small, medium and large. With You know, we as a government are very supportive of enterprise, trying to facilitate enterprise. Uh, and as long as that continues, I think we will continue the kind of growth we are seeing. You spoke to a lot of business leaders yesterday in Carlo. Um, what were the fears that they were expressing about the continuation and, and maintaining that level of growth? What's the biggest concerns that businesses have into the future? So look, their, their concerns reflect a lot of what we're hearing around the country. Staff uh, is, a, is a challenge for quite a number of them, and you know, with good discussions about how we can assist. Uh, so at the moment, you know, our work permit uh, critical skills list is being reviewed. Uh, also, training uh, and skills and training incentives. Um, you know, working with the Southeast Technical University, which Brian is a major game changer potentially uh, for Carlo and for the Southeast as to how they can work with businesses in terms of staff. The other challenge is insurance. Um, you know, that, that was addressed, and we're working on that in terms of trying to reduce the cost of insurance by a number of initiatives. But what I got yesterday was a serious pride in Carlo, uh, right across the county, um, you know, with serious pride in its uh, potential, in its history, and in what people can do in the business sector, and the chambers uh, across the county, the Leo, the council, Jennifer, Mernan, O'Connor and her team are determined to build on that pride. You know, pride doesn't put bread on the table, but that pride will be in absolutely essential towards increasing investment in the county, and I, I look forward to working with everybody to try and do that. Mr. Clear, you mentioned insurance there, and we, we've we heard of in reforms, for example, um, from the point of view of payouts and things like that. Are businesses still experiencing a situation whereby those potential savings that were hoped to be created by that insurance reform, have they not reached businesses yet? No, no, they haven't in quite a number of uh, areas, uh, Brian. And, you know, we, we saw again yesterday uh, information and data from the Central Bank that the cost of legal claims is coming down. Um, and, you know, we are putting all the conditions in place now to reduce the cost of claims in Ireland. Uh, we have a little bit more work to do, we're continuing to do that, but at this stage there should be calls for premium reductions, for businesses in particular. Um, so, you know, householders are beginning to uh, see it for cars, not so much for home insurance, and that's an area of concern. Home insurance has increased for a lot of people, but for businesses, um, their public liability, their employment um, law, etc., that needs to come down further because it's still a major pressure. And indeed, there are some businesses we've picked up, particularly in the tourism sector, that struggle to get insurance. So my colleague, uh, Minister Jennifer Carr McNeil, is working in the Department of Finance on increasing the number of insurance companies that are in the country that can provide uh, cover for companies such as that. So there's a whole of government effort towards making insurance easier. Uh, we're very aware of the pressure on it. And um, what we need now to see is the big insurance companies passing on the savings that are coming from that effort to uh, small business and medium business and indeed to homeowners. Can the government compel those insurance companies to do that or are we just going to inflate their already huge profits um, by reducing the amount of payouts on claims? So it's very easy to compel but you lose competition uh, and that is our challenge. We want more competition in the market. Um, but what we will also do, Brian, is give uh, insurance uh, holders the information that they can go and negotiate better deals and create the conditions. Um, you know, where we we A, we can't, we don't have those kind of powers to make businesses reduce prices, um, but what we do is create the conditions of competition 
um, and create more entrants into the market to keep reducing the price uh, and that the costs that we do have control over, we can reduce them. Mr. Dara Kaliri, I appreciate your time joining us this morning and uh, thanks for your visit to Carlo yesterday. That's uh, Minister from the Department of Enterprise, Dara Kaliri, joining us on KCLR Live this morning. Do keep your texts and WhatsApps coming in on Positive Pets. We are out and about at Clara GA Club, experiencing the fun and the joy of the rain. There's a load of lads here. Good morning. Say hello, everybody. Well, 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 how's it going? You all looking forward to the match on Friday? Yeah. Oh, not Friday, next, next weekend. Yeah. 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 Who's going to win? Kilkenny. Yeah, really? Yeah. Anybody here brave enough to say that they think Limerick might win? No. 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 Up the cats. Who's your favourite player? Uh, TJ. Who's your favourite player? On Cody. Who's your favourite player? On Cody. And you? On Cody. On Cody. Who's winning the vote so far? Is On Cody winning? What's, who's your favourite player? On Cody. Oh, yeah, I think, I think Owen gets the vote. Uh, some of the girls here as well. You enjoying the kill camps? Yeah. Yes, yes, she says as she runs away. What's your favourite thing about kill camps? The... Well, I was already on the radio. You were talking to me earlier on, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, as well. Um, the rain, does that get more fun or less fun? Ah, uh, still fun. Still fun, is it? And what have you got planned for the next couple of hours? His house. Back to my house. Oh, back to your house. Where's your house? In Gorn. In Gorn, and a bit of a party organised, is there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, well, listen, lads, looking forward to the final. And have you got tickets for the final? Not yet. Not. not yet. No, I'm going on holidays. Oh, she's going on holidays. You won't be there anyway. But listen, enjoy the rest of the cool camp. It's absolutely booking it down here at Clara, but the kids are still having great fun enjoying their cool camps. What time are we now? We're 20 past 11 on a Friday morning. The madness. We're in, we've entered the mad hour because... Um, Ah, oh, Fridays, Friday afternoon, just before 12 o'clock on KCLR Live, of course, it's uh, Friday panel time, and joining us this morning for the Friday panel, uh, Merrick Kenny, Joe Malone and Dermot Healy, um, former hurling manager, we'll be talking to uh, both of them about all sorts of things going on in the news and the media all week long, and they'll be joining us for that after a very short break. KCLR Live, with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlo, helping you step out of the sweatpants and into style. See fairgreen.ie. Welcome back to KCLR Live, live from Clara GA Club, um, enjoying the fun of the cool camps. The kids are having great fun this morning. Um, but we want to try and help you enjoy your weekend as well. To do that, we're going to give you another opportunity to try and pick up €200 Euros in our VW ID Mystery Sound. The Volkswagen ID Sound on KCLR. With thanks to the ID range of electric vehicles at La Hart's Volkswagen Kilkenny. Visit last.ie. So you know well how it works at this stage. We're going to play you a sound that we want you to identify. If you can identify what this sound is, you can text or WhatsApp us to 083-306-9696. As it stands today, it'll be worth €200. Euros. If it's not one today, it'll be worth 300 on Monday morning. But let's have a little listen to what that mystery sound is. We haven't given away any clues yet, and there probably won't be on Monday either. But if you can identify what that sound is, 083-306-9696. Get your texts and WhatsApps into us, and if you get a winner, it's Friday. You never know. Somebody might uh, work out what that actually is. Um, €200 Euros will be yours. We're going to take a piece of music in a moment, after which we'll have our Friday panel. The Volkswagen ID Sound on KCLR. With thanks to the ID range of electric vehicles at La Hartz Volkswagen Kilkenny. Visit lahartz.ie. Waiting here for someone. 
Only yesterday we were on the run. The Friday panel on KCL or live. With thanks to Pokali Hogan Lanigan, Kilkenny's leading law firm. See a full list of our services at pkhl.ie. You're welcome back to KCLR Live and from Niall Horan to two men who could make up their own boy band. We're joined for the Friday panel this week by Mayor of Kilkenny, uh, Joe Malone and Dermot Healy, former hurling manager who's had two All-Ireland successes, unfortunately not with Kilkenny, with Offaly. Um, great to have you both here, gentlemen. Thanks for joining us Thanks this morning. Um, coming to Dermot, first of all, you're obviously ingrained in GAA, as are so many people across Kilkenny. Um, what does it feel like to you to come down to Clara this morning and to see somewhere in the region of 260 kids um, enjoying the passion of the GAA as much as you did? Absolutely. And if you go to any other club in Kilkenny, you'll see the same thing this morning and uh, the whole week. And uh, it's the kids live and die for, 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 for hurling in Kilkenny. And uh, it's a great community thing as well. Like they, get, they meet their friends, but it develops a huge community spirit in any parish, in any area. So there's a, a many factors to it. Yeah, and um, obviously Mary Jo Malone is joining as well. Thanks for joining us, Joe, this morning. You obviously got huge GA connections as well. I believe somebody told me this morning that you used to be the masseuse for the for the Kilkenny uh, team itself. Um, you, thanks, Brian. I have to put you straight in that one. Masseuse is a woman. There you go. I See you later. Uh, the privilege, yeah. Yeah. And this man here, he won, I think, uh, manager of an All Ireland team, minor team as well, yeah. A few, few of them, yeah. Yeah. So, a few of them, all, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. And so look, as, as Dermot said, it's great. This Clara replicates the whole county, mm. yeah, all, all, all across the country, really, with the GA Cool Camps. And I know my own club in, in Lachlan Gales are having their own camp in um, two weeks' time as well. You know, and I believe it's booked out for, for a, a good while. And, and it's great to see the children coming out here and being coached by good coaches and one thing and another. So it's great. Yeah, I mean, all the camps. So when we look at the list, they're, they're running right across the Kenny and Carlo for the next three or four weeks. And, uh, you know, when you just think of the number of kids that are that are out of the house, being active, enjoying a bit of fresh air, you know, rather than being home stuck at screens. Listen, it's absolutely belting down this morning. They don't yeah, care. And I know when my young lad was doing it, he's long past the uh, cool camps now, but they used to love getting the, the jerseys and, and the gear. <laughs> you know, and, and the gear. They're good very value much. though, aren't yeah, they? absolutely, yeah. And, and you see the youngsters walking around the, the city and around the, the countryside and all in the, in the jerseys, which is great. Well, it's, it's a build-up, really, at this stage now to the final. I mean, it's now it's not final week until next week, but the build-up is, is well underway. Jeremy, um, two All-Irelands, what does it take to win an All-Ireland? Many things, uh, like uh, my time in Offaly, like the, the emphasis on skill, developing skill and so on. But when it comes to these two weeks, uh, it's, I, I say 90% of it is psychological. Getting people, convincing the players they can win, and getting them conditioned mentally to for the whole occasion. Like a simple thing, like uh, the day of the match. I remember warning players uh, when you go out in Croke Park, you won't you won't hear a sound or a cheer. It'll be like a thunderbolt. And uh, I remember one time uh, a prominent Kilkenny player going out, and he fell on the field when he went out. And after, after, I asked him afterwards what, uh, what happened. He said, to the sound. Yeah. And uh, I remember warning the Offaly players in, in their very first All-Ireland about this. And I, I mentioned it a few nights in training because you don't mention things once. And they said to me afterwards, only you warned us, we would we, have been devastated, you know. That's huge. I mean, it's that experience, the mm. balance between having that youth and exuberance and the excitement in Absolutely, a team. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah. the experience 
within those more senior players or the management team to be able to say, lads, yeah. this is what it's going to be like. Absolutely, yeah. So you have, you have to prepare them for everything mm. and, and condition them and all, all that type of thing. And then you kind of have a, a zone thing like that. It's Thursday night, you know, concentrate on Thursday night. Yeah. Tomorrow's another day, tomorrow's another day, tomorrow's another day. So, like, it, it's, it's just the, the All-Ireland isn't on, on Sunday. So you have them conditioned to live in the, live in the moment. Jimmy, I, I, I've coached a, a lot, not in the A, but in a <coughs> sport that's quite individual, if you like. <coughs> team sports are very different because within the team you've got individuals. <coughs> How do you balance the need to set the tone for individuals within the team that might need to be hyped or cooled down versus the overall yeah, feeling within a, the team? That's a big thing. Like You have to manage people. And managing people on a team it, it can be very difficult. And uh, no two players are the same. And uh, sometimes you might... Uh, advise one lad publicly what to do another lad you have to advise them privately and uh, so you, you, you know and then sometimes uh, you don't know I remember one time <clears throat> I couldn't find out what was wrong with a player and I checked and checked and one day I just got into the car and drove up to the house and asked the wife <laughs> <laughs> and she told me and we got to the root of the problem and everything was grand so like you you have to a lot of factors have to be taken into account yeah family is huge I mean I'm a massive Manchester United supporter and the yeah. number of stories I would have heard about the great Sir Alex Ferguson over the years turning up at people's houses just absolutely. to see what's actually getting on, going oh, yeah. on absolutely yeah. is, yeah, is yeah. there a danger this week that the, the families of the players can divert them the wrong way there is, but the players like Derek Ling will, will have everything, uh, have advised everyone on, on how to handle the situation. Don't be getting them to cut the ground on Thursday evening, leave them alone. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and don't be upset them, like players are on edge, so yeah. they have to be handled very carefully. They can easily flip if, if, if there's some too much stress put on them outside of the training. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, Joe, coming back to it from the physical side of it, you know, what will, what will be the main aim for the players? Obviously, they're all different again, like the mentality side of things. Physically, they're all different. But what will they be doing physically? I mean, you've got that sort of experience. Yeah, but just um, the, what the gentleman was saying there, um, Brian, the, these couple of weeks, like the county board, did, uh, they got the, the press night, they got the, they brought the, the they allowed the, the children into the, the fans into the park, in Northern Park on, on Tuesday. I believe there was 4,000 young people over, I wasn't over there, I heard it, and all that kind of stuff. I heard the ticket situation was sorted on, um, on Monday, all that, so the total focus on the on the match in two weeks' time, and that's that's where the focus is. And Derek Ling is around a long time, and he'll have them, as Dermot said, have them, have them well focused. Yeah, you know, and that's what it's all about, I suppose. The gathering in, in little groups and coming together, and maybe having a few pucks. And I know you see the lads down the town, but I I would say this that is, you know, give them their space, give the lads their space now over these few days leading up to the final. And let, and let them get on with the, with the business. And I, I have no doubt they won't be watching the television or watching listening to the radio, probably podcasts and all mm. that. Because after there's a big build up to it, like and yeah. a lot of pressure. Like Limerick are going for for four in a row. Kilkenny, there, there's a few guys at, at the at the end of it, maybe their careers now. And there's new lads now that that hopefully they'll win the, they'll win a medal on Sunday week. But there is pressure. But the, but um, the player, the the families will know. 
if I meet any player, I wouldn't even mention the match and say hello and keep walking. Yeah, That's yeah, the, yeah there's too know. much going on there. Yeah. Jeremy, just coming back to you, I mean, you've got that experience of winning two titles. Mm. Um, Limerick been dominant for the last four years. Mm. How do you think the players will be feeling? I mean, they've been turned over by Limerick twice now, significantly in the last, well, not significantly in terms of the scoreline, mm. but on significant occasions in the last 12 months. Well, well, last year, like, the Kilkenny did exceptionally well, considering how we were at the beginning of the year. But, you see, uh, I think, I sincerely hope Kilkenny win, and I think they will for two, two reasons. First of all, Kilkenny. But secondly, Kilkenny are, play, are playing good hurling. Yeah. And, and uh, you see, skill should be the deciding factor in the game. Like uh, Limerick, very physical, and the emphasis on running, and uh, when they started off, just running and throwing the ball. Yeah. It's not even hand-passing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but they're, they're a very physical team. Yeah. And like, but Kilkenny are playing skillful hurling, moving the ball fast. Uh, Limerick want you, when you uh, Kilkenny player, to get the ball on Sunday. They want the Kilkenny player to hold on to the ball and try and solder with it. And within a second, there's four Limerick lads around them. Yeah. But Kilkenny, Kilkenny won't do that. They'll move the ball directly, fast. And if they do that, Limerick won't be able to deal with that. And Joe? Yeah, I agree with that as well. Yeah, the game has changed over the last number of years with uh, with the speed and all this hand passing. And I think they have a right chance, you know, to be honest with you. And the league final, when it was on there a few months ago in May, Kilkenny were well betting that. I wouldn't worry about that. And the people are comparing last year's final. I wouldn't even talk about last year's final. This is a new game. And I think they have a great chance. And one of the best performances, and maybe Dermot will agree with me, I saw in Crow Park was last, last Sunday with TJ Reid. I thought he was... Yeah. I don't begrudge Owen Cody, man the match. He got a fair play to him. But I thought TJ Reid's performance off the ball. He scored eight points from freeze in the first half, I think, four in the second half. And um, he made a goal for Ron Cody as well. Yeah. I think he's 35, 36. I always find that. It's absolutely it's unbelievable performance from it's him. Ve- it's very easy, I think, actually, when you're listening to a radio commentary of a match to work out who's having a good game. Because the radio commentators have to do a different job to the TV commentators. They've got to set the scene. They've got to explain what's going on at every moment. And when you hear Brendan Hennessy mentioning a player's name every 20, 30, 40 seconds you know, that player is obviously involved in the game so both of you probably unsurprisingly but with good thought and good reason well I think they have I think they have a right chance and, yeah. and Dermot is right that they have yeah. and it's, it's all down to the day as well it'll go 70 plus minutes and it could be the five subs will be used that's it well, the two gentlemen joining me this morning, Mayor Joe Malone and Dermot Healy, former um, Kilkenny hurling manager and two-time all winner at senior level with Offaly joining us on the Friday panel. They're going to stay with us. We're going to take a short break, after which we'll have a little chat about the Oireachtas, but not the RTE big thing that's been going on. The other one, the GA Go. KCL or Live, with thanks to the Fairgreen Shopping Centre gift card, the perfect gift for all occasions. See fairgreen.ie. The Friday Panel on KCL or Live. With thanks to Paul Colley Hogan Lanigan, Kenny's leading law firm. See a full list of our services at pkhl.ie. We're joined on our Friday panel today live from Clara GA Club by Jeremy Healy and Mayor of Kilkenny, uh, John Malone. We've been talking about the build-up to the game, what it means, what the two guys um, think will happen. Um, but another story connected that made the papers just about this week is the Oireachtas Committee. And we're not talking about RTE, Ryan Tuberty payment scandal. It does sort of involve RTE. We're talking about um, GA Go. They were in front of the Oireachtas Committee, I think, on Thursday to discuss plans for the future, how it stands at the moment. Um, Joe, if I come to you first of all, what's your thoughts on free-to-air versus paid subscriptions for sport in general? 
Yeah, well, I believe we're, we're paying enough with our television licence. I don't agree that we should have GA go. I know, Brian, we were speaking off air, but I have no problem with it for the day Asper, because that's what it was set up for a number of years ago. I think Sky Sports had that. You know, I, I don't mind that at all. I know just friends of mine in Bosnia at the moment they saw the match last week. Mm. You know, and probably a, a subscription for that. I don't mind that, but I don't think I don't agree that we should be paying uh, money for to watch any sports, uh, particularly GEA. It's an amateur sport, and I don't I don't agree I don't agree to it, and I think it's wrong. And I'm glad they were hauled before the Rockers Committee media there yesterday, and there's going to be a review, whatever a review means. I don't think it's going to be done away with. I'll just give you one instance: like we have it at home to, um, to GEA go. And the young lad turned it on there a number of months ago for some game, and it cut out halfway through it because of the the internet, and that's yeah. in the city, and that cost I don't know it's a twelve euros whatever it costs. I personally wouldn't pay for it myself, and I think it's wrong. It's not fair on people in nursing homes, older people, younger people, whatever. You said it there. We said it about the many kids are here today. Two hundred sixty. You know what I mean? Like if it was if, if their parents had to pay for that, the youngsters probably wouldn't even watch it. Wouldn't be allowed to watch it or parents may be able to afford it. But for older people, we have the radio and we have the television and we should keep free there. I believe we should. Well, I know, Joe, you're a huge advocate for local radio and stuff like that as well. And Jeremy, obviously you've got a huge connection to that area also. Um, is there a problem within broadcasting in general where I they cut too many commercial deals with too many different sports and actually then find themselves trying to cover the League of Ireland soccer, Six Nations rugby, Women's World Cup, athletics... Yeah, and then you've got all the GA stuff that we've got yeah. to do. We, we, we can't put it all on I, terrestrial I just free TV. There during the last couple of days, that the GA are going to. It's too tight of a window for the. I don't believe that the All Ireland should be over on the twenty third of Ju July. I would think early August will be the time, and then have time for our club championship. But I believe, that and I think a lot of players and officials would agree with that. It's just my my, my view on it. You know, uh, Jeremy. Just on that question, right? So, uh, from my point of view, I'm a huge sports fan. And mm. um, with every other sport that I follow, I know almost without fail. Now, the Premier League was a little bit weird this year because we had the World Cup happening in the middle of the Premier League season. But you know, Wimbledon is on at one time of the year. You know, if you can be bothered watching it, the Ashes series and the cricket is on at another time of the year. You've got the racing is on at set times of the year. The Premier League season runs from late August, early September through. Mm. All I ever seem to experience is I don't know where I am half the year with the GAA schedule. And likewise with myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's gone crazy. And if I was manager team now, I'd be, I'd be very annoyed because you have matched this on the next Sunday and you can't do anything with the team in between because you can't correct if there's something wrong with your team. You can't correct it because you have to rest yeah. the team for that week. And, and uh, so this two thirds they'll have to go back to spreading out the, the league and the championship uh, throughout the whole summer. And I, I, the other thing that I can't get is, I mean, Ken and the, the guys at Scorland on Casey Door, they're often left waiting until Tuesday or Wednesday morning to see what time is a fixture going to be on this coming weekend. Mm. What do you think has been the cause of this? Lack of planning is the only way I could describe it when it comes to the fixtures for the for the various different sports. I don't know. I I, I think the set up committees in Croke Park and and uh, seemingly each president sets up his own committees for that term and uh, there could be anyone on that committee and uh, obviously they don't know what they're doing.
yeah, I agree there as well. Mm. But, the, but the football championship, bad noise the hurling championship, the football mm. championship is an ab absolute nightmare. Mm. You know, you're playing seven, eight, nine matches and you're not, still not in an All-Ireland final. Mm. And it's great. And it's a huge expense on, on supporters as well. And we should have the option of having it on television. You know, I know the, the two football matches, I think, are on the weekend now yeah, as well. Yeah. And like, look at last Sunday, there was... 50-odd. I was up in in, in Crow Park on the, the night before with the Limerick-Galway match. You know, there was 50-odd thousand, but it was on the television. You had the option, you had the choice. Yeah. And by GA go, you're not given that. But the whole rethink has to be thought out now about next year, what they're going to do. But having all these matches, every brain, every the, the league as well, every weekend, it's not giving the player the chance to recover yeah, either. I mean, it's, we're talking about an amateur sport. Yeah. I mean, whatever about a Premier League soccer player playing two games a week. Right, yeah. But they are in training. They've got the, the, the managers, the, the coaches yeah. have them 24-7. Yeah, yeah, they have yeah, them 24-7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you've got a week between games, you're probably only seeing the lads. I, I, no, two, two, two nights. Two, two nights. Yeah. That's it. That's it, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, nothing yeah. can be done. Um, in terms of the finance, though, with Diego, <laughs> I think it was four and a half million euros that came in last year. It's probably no sign of it going anywhere anytime soon, Jeremy. I don't know. Like I, 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 you know, like there's plenty of income. Like the the gate attendance in Crook Park and all the matches, uh, they don't need that four million. Uh, but there's a difference now between what they need and what they can get their hands on. I know that, yeah. But like you know, but I think it shouldn't be the priority. Like you know that that uh, screwing people for. 79 euro and then you can't see it and so on uh, you know just, just and uh, denying the free to air Mm. Mm. Well, it's gone before an Oireachtas committee for a review, so I'm sure that'll be sorted out yeah. fairly, fairly soon. Also, like you, Clara here, look at the fantastic facilities that are here, and most of the clubs now, and they have walkways and they have lights and all that, yeah. and the revenue from all these matches and um, GA go should filter back down to the clubs mm. as well. I know a certain amount of it does now in our own club inside, and Lachlan's are putting in floodlights as well, but we have to fundraise for that as well, but certain amount that comes down from Crow Park after all these matches and, and, it, and they should be like why should the GA go or, or RT whoever make all this money it should filter back down to grassroots as we're saying it's an amateur Here's sport Here's a question for you and as I said I, I, I'm quite happy to sort of Compared to, to you, gentlemen, and the guys and, and scoreline, I am absolutely a, a complete novice when it comes to GA and, and my knowledge of it. Ha, have we got it? Excuse the language. Arse about face now at this stage, whereby it was a grassroots sport. It was a community thing that fed up the way mm. to Crow Park, mm. and now we've got a situation whereby is Crow Park too powerful? Well, you have um, sponsorship now and, and big sponsors and you have corporate boxes and you have premium levels and all that kind of thing as well. And tickets are, I believe, the all and final, I think the ticket is 100 euros. Yeah. Is it, is it getting out of the reach of the, of the young person? Now, I know on Sunday week, they don't have a children's section in, in the in the Cusick stand. Yeah. You know, I see two little girls walking out there, they're six or seven, whatever age they are. If they want to go with their parents, they're going well, to have like to pay 100 euros. Last yeah. just the other day of, of young Fionn, two years of age, his father, a Kenny man living up the north. Or, yeah. or actually, we've tracked them down, by the way. We've tracked them down. We're hoping to get a chat with them on, on Monday. Mm. Um, but that's what it's about, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, it, it's uh, you said, our crowd got too powerful. You need to listen. Like, and no matter where you go around Kilkenny at the moment, people are uh, giving out about the, the championship, the way it's all crushed together and so on. So, like, they're obviously not listening. Yeah, we, we in Kilkenny love, say, the local championships here. And the, and the county board, to be fair, mm. do organise as well. Like, 
let's be let's face it, Dermot and myself, we could go to three or four championship matches the weekend because yeah. that's the way they have it structured in Kilkenny, and that's brilliant. And I know with your own station here, you covered it as well, and that's great. You're getting a, an opportunity to go to three or four week matches, say, at the weekend, senior, intermediate, and junior championship, and the crowds do come out, and and that's the, that's the way it should be. Yeah, yeah. Know. Well, this is the Friday panel. I'm joined by the Friday, on the Friday panel today by, as I said, Mary John Malone and uh, Dermot Healy, um, former Kilkenny hurling manager, two-time All winner with Offaly. Uh, we're going to take a short break. I'm going to chat to the lads afterwards about something that might not necessarily be something that influences their daily lives. But I want to have a little chat about social media. We'll be doing that after this little short break. KCL or Live, with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlo, with a fantastic range of shops, food outlets and a state-of-the-art IMC cinema. See fairgreen.ie. The Friday Panel on KCL or Live. With thanks to Polk Alley Hogan Lanigan, Kenny's leading law firm. See a full list of our services at pkhl.ie. You're welcome back to the Friday panel on KCLR. I've Mayor Joe Malone, former All-Ireland winning manager Jeremy Healy, both joining us at, at Clara GA Club this morning. Uh, lots of the kids milling around. The parents, some of them arriving to collect the kids with umbrellas and getting them blown away. But sure, there's the joys of being out and about in the open air. Um, talking about being out in the open air versus being stuck at home in front of screens and everything else is an uh, interesting little conversation. It's been going on for quite a while and probably will continue for a while to come, about the value of news and proper immediate sources, correct sources uh, for getting your news. Obviously, come to the fore again because we're talking about the value of a national broadcaster. Uh, Joe, you big on social media? No, I'm not big on it really. I'm just on, on Instagram. an election campaign without being big on social media, Joe? I, I, I'm with the people, for the people, by the people. I'm out on the doors, I'm out on the streets, walking around the place, listening to people's issues. I was in the bus yesterday, the day before, for three hours. You know what I mean? Going in, talking to people in these places, meet them on the street, go for coffee, whatever. That's where you get the real stories. You don't get it on social media, Brian. Social media is good, probably, we say, with the pandemic and one thing or another, giving us information. It's very bad in the pandemic, though, as well, because there was a lot, again, same problem, misinformation I, on there. Yeah, I understand that, but we said, like KCR and, and RT and these people giving out information. But social media is good to a point, but I can tell you, I am not on Facebook because I was bullied off it. I'm going to be honest, and the things were said to me and the hurtful stuff. So I closed it down, and I have no intention of ever going back on Facebook again. And I have a Twitter account, but I just look at it. Yeah. I don't make any comment or anything like that because it can destroy you. My, my, my work is on the ground, and that's out with the people. That's the way I do it. I'm here talking to you, and you're asking me questions. I prefer to do it that way yeah. than, than putting up stupid comments and one thing or another because you can be destroyed. You know, I, I'm involved. The second politician this week that said that to me. Yeah. And the other one was uh, Minister Neil Richmond was in earlier on in the week, and we were talking off air before he went on. Yeah. I, I'm sure you won't mind me saying this, um, but he also accepts that you know at, at the ministerial level he has to have a presence on social media, but that he doesn't engage with it. He tries to stay off no, it as much as he probably social can. Media, people can say they're they're they're, they're faceless. They don't even know who they are. Yeah. Like we're here having a chat now. We know who's here in the studio here, but on Facebook on that. You know, and I know people got set up, but as a local politician, whatever, you have to be careful about comments. I remember years ago I was on Facebook and I make up a comment and people just come on and they will say absolutely anything and you can't come yeah. back at them. Yeah. So I'm not on it and people say, you see why I'm not interested. Jeremy, I mean, just to get your experience in relation to social media, your thoughts on it and things like that, and it's we see it, it, it infiltrates every aspect of life. We're talking to a politician there who said he's been bullied on it. You know, we've seen 
both at local level, national level, indeed even in international level, sports people, you know, for their actions on the pitch, they're all out just there trying their best. Mm. What's your thoughts and feelings on, on social media? What's it done to society? I, I, I don't. I have Twitter and I have Facebook, but I just like you just for monitoring things. But yeah. I don't participate. But like people, there's no control, and uh, like it, it can be very serious. There recently there was a few instances where youngsters went out in a car at night and so on, and mm. supposed to be they're supposed to be there to do that on social media. Yeah. And a challenge, yeah. and the next thing they're dead. Well, know. Commission Naman obviously is going to be taking over um, control from from the Broadcast Authority of Ireland. Mm. Um, uh, their remit has been expanded expanded massively because mm. they've been, they've been tasked mm. with not mm. just regulating us as a media, yeah, yeah. but also regulating social media. Mm. That mm. must be a massive job. Do you think it can ever be brought under some sort of level of control and sanity? Well, uh, it'll have to. They'll have to do something. Otherwise, you know, the, it'll get worse and worse, especially with young people. Mm. Like, as I said, those threats or challenges that put up for them and things like that. So, uh, certainly, it'll have to be controlled. Yeah. Um, do you think it could be controlled, Joe? Uh, I don't think so. But, uh, but the biggest controller of it all is the parents. Mm. You know, they have to have... Again, going back to what you said, Eric, back to the, pe the actual people, people on the streets, parents, kids, uncles, Absolutely. Aunts. Like, I know, like, a young girl made a communion there... A um, couple of weeks back, well, in May, she's eight, eight years of age, nine years of age, and she wanted a laptop for her um, out of her money. <laughs> now, she didn't get it, but you know, and, and she shouldn't get it. And every child you see nowadays are on, the, on social media, they're on their phones, even know what they're on. Yeah. And I don't think that the parents are, 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 are monitoring, to be honest with you. Like, even with Instagram, I have a page on Instagram. Mm. So, young lads, as young as 15 are following me, mm. and I can't. Yeah, you just can't for for mm -hmm. child protection, but that all needs to be tightened up. It all needs to be tightened up, and until they do that, but uh, and then again, it's 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 what we were talking about earlier, Brian. It's all got to do with money as well. These big corp corporations are in, are into this and they're investing money into it, and they're getting big money out of it as well because everybody is on has a mobile phone now. Everybody, nearly everybody, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's it's a huge huge challenge. And it is frightening. It is frightening. You know, and, and let's let's be honest. But everything is on social media now, and and it, and, it, and there's no barriers there anymore. You know. Yeah, Jeremy. Just coming back to you on that. Do you think uh, kids spend too much time on screens nowadays? Well, they do, yeah. And I, I give an example. Even kids. Uh, I remember it was involved in my own club there, Connie Shamrocks, a few years ago, and uh, with one guy in the team, and uh, his concentration was gone. And I met his mother, and the mother said, "He's always on this," and I got him to go off it, and he improved immediately. Yeah. No, so it's, it's affecting everything. I've noticed that my own kids at home, I mean, they do spend a certain amount of time like anybody else. Um, I well, say like anybody else, like most kids. Hmm. But when I get my young lad, he's 13 years of age, out, hmm. he, he does a bit of taekwondo and a bit of running and stuff like that. His mood changes like that hmm. by the time hmm. he comes back. It could be yeah. a huge difference. Challenging time of year, though, for parents. I mean, working at home, uh, as a lot of people are now, they've got the kids under your feet. Yeah. It's... What what did we used to do with them? You know, where's the where you know we farmed them off to grandparents and grandfathers and stuff like that. Mm. As society now created a situation where for itself, Joe, mm. there's no choice. No, mm. did it? And and like you know, I'm in this job as mayor now the last five weeks, and 
I had um, children from um, a couple of schools in the, in the town hall and one of the teachers, I won't mention his name, but one of the teachers was teaching them about the, the history of the Kenny and asking them questions. And the next day I saw them they're coming out of the dungeons down at the uh, courthouse with all dust on them. And, and, and that is fantastic education. And <laughs> not one of them had a mobile phone or anything mm. like that. And they're all very respectable. Mm. You know, say, do tours around the city and the county and whatever. And, and get involved in something. Not everybody in Kilkenny is um, into hurling or into, into sport, and there's loads of other things. Like what we have in Kilkenny, the history that's in Kilkenny City and County, Carlo all over. You know, you ask young lads now in, in, in secondary school questions about history and they don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, you know. um, it's a pleasure as always to talk to, to two people as experienced as you both. Dermot Healy, um, former hurling manager at Kilkenny, Tuto Malawil-Offley and uh, Mayor Joe Malone. Um, thank you very much for joining us on the Friday panel. Don't go anywhere, I'll have a chat with you when we get off air. Pleasure. You've thanks for coming. Tickets, <laughs> Listen, in this room we've got a head of sport at KCLR, the Mayor of the City and, uh, and, and a former winner. I'm the person least likely to have tickets around here. Do I talk to Ken? <laughs> yeah, talk to Ken. Yeah, the Mayor himself can't get tickets. Um, we've had great fun this morning being out and about at Clara for their cool camps. We'll be out and about uh, lots more of the cool comps next week with John Keane. Do stay tuned for details on that. We've been running our competition all morning this morning to win that 50 euro all for one voucher brought to you exclusively every Friday here on KCLR Live with thanks to the people at Oak Lawns Veterinary Services um, serving the people of Carla for 25 years. Check out oaklawnsvets.ie. Uh, this morning we have a winner. Uno loves to pose. A fabulous little dog. I've no idea what type of dog it is. All I can say is it's fabulous and it's small. And Uno, whoever owns Uno, will be picking up that 50 euro all for one voucher. No winner on our mystery sound this morning. That now means that that'll be worth 300 euros come Monday morning. John Keane is up after the news at 12. Do look after yourselves. Look after everybody around you over the weekend. Have a great weekend and I'll be back with you on Monday morning. KCL or Live, with thanks to the Fairgreen Shopping Centre gift card, the perfect gift for all occasions. See fairgreen.ie.